0: Before we get to today's Firebrand reunion, there's a very special artist I wanted to talk to you guys about. Their name is Bubble Laser, and if you've been thinking about getting your character art done for your RPG, whether it be D&D, whatever else you play, there's honestly never been a better time to do it. They're a crazy, talented artist, and they do printable custom character sheets, character art, and even character tokens. They've done everything from company mascots to board games, podcast covers, you name it. Obviously, what they love to do most is character art. They've done over 700 completed orders on Fiverr, and they have a top seller status with five stars. We've worked with them before, and it worked out absolutely wonderful. So if you're thinking about getting your character art done, contact Bubble Laser at bubblelaser.com with one Z, or you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Bubble Laser. And of course, you can find them on Fiverr. So hurry up and get your character art done today. Trust me, it brings a whole new level to things when you can actually look at the character you've been playing. Hi, everybody. Um, Of the reunion specials that we're doing for ARC 4, the Firebrand one intrigues me the most because I talk about it a lot, but this is an autopsy. I really want to (laughs) know what went wrong. And I don't think it's one thing. I think it's many things, but we're going to get all that off our chest. We have a bunch of listeners submitted questions. Thank you all so much. Uh, most of it's on our discord. I had a couple emailed to me and yeah, I think, I think people were really curious about this, but first uh, I'm Jason. I'm usually a dungeon master going around the table, introducing everybody, starting with Jamie.
1: Hi first. Hi, I'm Jamie. I used to play Bolothius, the Tiefling Paladin.
0: It's weird saying used to, right? Like it doesn't.
1: I, it is. I didn't really know how to, how to end. In- I play, but not anymore. So.
2: Yeah.
0: No, most people go with used to. Yeah. And Rob. And Rob,
3: I played uh, Giolo Fane. And now I release him into the DNR cannon like a tiny sparrow
0: to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> it might be fine. I, I don't know. Like, uh, well, okay. You, you heard how he ended. You were there. Yeah no okay yeah with that, he's becoming that
4: to madness but like whatever I feel
0: like that one's not my fault like yeah you can't like you <laughs> uh, Kelsey <Seen>
5: too much <laughs> I'm Kelsey and I play Calypso the half elf bard and Zach who did nothing wrong
2: <laughs> we'll get to it oh, we'll get to it me, the hay <laughs> <feeder>. oh, <geez. laughs> what's up my name is Zach and I played paxton warren the old human slash warforged slash paladin or not cleric slash mage half-baked kind of like yeah somewhere in there uh you know budding mage and Bri,
4: hi i am brianna and i played Gwenevieve lothius from firebrand the Taffling.
0: Let's take things back to late 2019, everybody. A heady time.
4: You know why, bye. Uh, Oh, gosh, that was
5: like 10 years ago.
4: (laughs) Did you know? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really quick. Can I just go on the smallest little tangent? Yeah, this is informal. Go. Tide Pods was 2018. Holy that shit! It was only three years ago.
5: Oh my god! Right? Fucking I mean, still right? like this. <laughs> they didn't go anywhere.
4: <laughs> no, the eating tie Pods thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was 2018.
0: That feels like a thousand plankings ago. Like that feels right? like that's how <laughs> oh that's how we measure time.
1: Planking. <laughs> <laughs> there was an episode of The Office that had planking in it. Jeez. Good. <laughs> that's how old that is.
0: <laughs> so. 2019, we're getting ready to, to to roll into arc four and you guys are given a choice between a bunch of different plot hooks. That's what we've been trying to do each arc now. You get this one and you go into it. What were your expectations? Like, what did you what did you think the campaign was going to be before all the left turns we took, like going into it?
5: Well, I mean, when I immediately like, when I first read the plot hook thing in like the list of all, and that this is why I even put this one that high because my immediate that was like, okay, well, not everyone who signs up to join this group is necessarily going to have pure intentions, and that part was really interesting to me. See, like, why are all these different characters wanting to join up? So, like, every person in the group already has like something that's like really interesting to kind of dig into, and that's like. I just was immediately thinking of like, okay, well, what if someone is like working for a different side and they're kind of like an infiltrator on some levels? So that's like what I went into this (laughs) thinking of.
0: See, I think that speaks to my naivete. Because I was like, yeah, everyone's going to work together and we're going to clean up these streets and it's going to be, I didn't, there wasn't a fucking tiny bit of me that was like, well, someone could be, like, I wasn't thinking of like intrigue and it's like, yeah, we're just going to hand You these... created
4: Brightport, like I you're know the one who did that. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I handed
0: you guys like keys to the kingdom, basically. It's like, yeah, we're going to give these guys a crazy <laughs> lateral power that no one else has. Literally. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, like it's. Never thought for a second.
1: It'll all work out.
0: This is why th- 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 this is why I'm not running anything with actual power.
1: <laughs> I kind of thought it was gonna be like a Etherean Law and Order. Yeah, I, oh, I
3: was thinking of that, that like, like um That's where my, my criminal minds mind or NCIS. Yeah,
5: yeah. I, I, I I was criminal kind lines. of expecting more like detective work in a sense. Yeah.
0: less riots <laughs> so in my head that's kind of like half that half cops i guess like i i mm-hmm. thought it was going to be you chasing down bad guys and like some of these are like cut and dry cases right like the gambling one i think that's cut and dry you guys go in there you bust it up whatever and then like there's this big drug thing <laughs> in the distance and like that's gonna take some like oh we're gonna have to get boots yeah. yeah. on the ground and that yeah
5: that, that, that's how that worked out mm-hmm.
0: that was our strike one wasn't it the the, the the early death that was strike one that
1: was that yeah that was like episode one it was episode, was episode one, one. <laughs> it was yeah. yeah
0: we had a lovely I sit down the, dinner
5: yeah. like <laughs> like that that was that like first thing where i was like gosh i really don't want to be playing DD anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like like I've, i i mean i felt that for a while because like but since like playing other t- kinds of systems so I was like man this is a lot better for storytelling than d but then like to like have like the first episode just like a random role causing the character to flat out die it's like yeah oh. <laughs> this is
0: so let's talk you know what? let's let's dig into that there's like four things I want to bring up mm-hmm. Um, obviously these are optional rules they're in the the DMG and everything but like I I lathered it on so that you know you could die. Like it's not an instant death, but like basically a crit knocks out. Like just takes out a level one character, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's tough being level one, and you know that happened such that it was like okay, critness, and then like you do you know bonus damage to yourself. It was something, and mm-hmm. a thousand times that works in your favor, where it's like oh, we're getting to do yeah. It just that time it was really poorly like timed. And we hadn't even really discussed leaving d d at that point. Like, I think, I think no. after that, we started talking much more. Like, yeah. it's like, maybe we need to pack a parachute. And then we talked about doing our own system and mm-hmm. Kelsey's in there. Kelsey and Xavier, holy shit. Between the two of them, it's like, well, have you read these six 400-page books? And it's like,
5: so yeah, I'll just sit and read all no, of Cypher. The ones at tonight. I recommended like, were short. Thank you Okay, ex- I was not the one recommending 400-page
0: books. Xavier suggested Cypher mm. more than one occasion. Yeah,
5: that's him.
0: That's I bought so many books. It's like, okay, I want to read this. But it's like, oy. I, was anyone else, I guess, feeling that? creative restriction with with D&D or was it just kind of like hey that's what we signed up for and it didn't bother you
4: I've never felt that restriction with D&D like I'm I'm excited to transfer to a new thing but I think um as far as like making characters it's very much sometimes having guidelines can really help trigger an idea in Mm -hmm. me whereas Mm -hmm. given being given a blank slate can kind of
5: tense you up where you're like I "I don't know what to
3: do I would say... Like, I
5: like the making characters part. It's the, when you play and when the roles start happening and how often the edge cases end up occurring.
3: Sorry, Rob, you were saying? Yeah, uh, just that uh, the more time, the more time that we spent with you deciding to um, house rule and house rule and house rule D&D, it was becoming clear that just well, D&D's the wrong system, right? Like, if, you, if you're house ruling it that yeah. hard at a certain point, if you're stripping significant numbers of spells, if you're if you're rejiggering the lethality, yeah. you know, one thing after another, like, it became very clear over time that maybe there was a better... Maybe there's a better foundation instead of just, like, building a dozen different attachments onto the house, yeah.
0: you know, to try
3: to make the house what you wanted.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I guess yeah.
0: it just felt... <sighs> I, I guess it just felt undoable. Like it was too big of a mm-hmm. thing to it's like, so we find another system and none of them are going to fit like a glove. Mm-hmm. And like cortex is the cortex fits because you can just change it. Like that's why mm-hmm. it fits. But it, like yeah. if we just took like something for money cook or like something, you know, Pathfinder two or something like that, none of it was going to fit us. Cause
4: Mm-mm.
0: like it's, it wasn't built for you know this specific case in mind. And like, I was making so many, so many D and D people angry, because like, <laughs> I did, did, The more I changed, the more pissed off like the rules purists were, and yeah. like, I well, like they weren't happy. And the, like, the
3: worst baggage that D and D has is that it is the game, right? It is the game that yeah. everyone mm-hmm. has touched, everyone has played, everyone has an opinion about, right? Like you can't just. You know, you can, you can tune into a, you can tune into a podcast in any other system and, you know, I mean, unless you went looking for a specific rule set, you can, you can trip over something that you've never experienced before and have no, have yeah. no baggage about
0: it. Yeah. And it, I, so, okay. Again, we—I joked. It's like burn those bridges, Rob. Like you're, your, you know, go out and fire. Like, how did that bother you that I was changing so much stuff? Because, I mean, you're—you're you're a person who, you're a Borg for <laughs> RPG systems. Oh you no, just-
5: that's Paxton. No, no, no. I mean, like
0: Rob <laughs> just floats through space and assimilates new systems, and just like, boom, I, boom, boom. Like you've, you, you are super into like I have collecting put the children of drive
3: through RPGs owners through college. <laughs> at, at a certain point, it just I'm terrible. I just, I just need a hit sometimes, and then I pick up a new system, and then, um. So I just. There, there comes a point where it's like, okay, we're going to house rule D&D into doing what we want to do. And then there's all this leftover stuff that's gone untouched that sends mm-hmm. a different signal than what we're transforming it into. Um, yeah. So so you end up with that, like, you know, D&D is a system that wants you to get into a lot of fights and exercise your cool powers. Theory is a world where that gets you killed, <laughs> right? So the, the more you, you had one half of the system sending you the signal go play with the cool toys and the other half of the signal being like, but if it goes wrong, you know, <laughs> you're, you're in an early grave. Right. So, so that, yeah, that, that you need, um, you need, you need the system to be in harmony with your intent for the game. And yeah. we, we gave, we gave making D and D do that. The good college try.
0: <laughs> gave it five
3: years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So even even into the master's degree, even got past the bachelor's into the master's of trying <laughs> to make d and do that. And it, it just wasn't working. Um, so I think I think this is, you know, the, the shift in system is ultimately wise. And, and the way the way Cortex is constructed as like you open the book and it's a kit. You can't just open the book and just be like, I think mm-hmm. I kind of know what I want. Like you do nope. have to set the ground rules with Cortex of like what do I want to play. What does it feel like? therefore which modules am i sticking in and it's really cool that they all work like modules right you get these big you don't you're not nitpicking tiny chunks of system you're taking about six different big handfuls of system and make it so there's not a ton of choices um to make to to get it to start behaving um obviously you can you can get more fine-tuning after that but that it's 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 you grab several large chunks And that kind of forms the core around which the rest of whatever you do orbits.
0: I've played a bunch of practice sessions now. And there wasn't Mm -hmm. one time where I was sitting there going, it's like, oh, I don't think this is going to work. Every single time, like it clicked with people when they, after they rolled their first attack, it's like, that's it? Okay. Like it it just clicks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everyone kind of gets it. And I can't wait because I'm not sitting there slapping the dice out of their hand saying you can't do the cool thing. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> like I, D&D is meant to be like like power fantasy, wish fulfillment. So like eventually it gets to the point where it's way harder for you to fail than, you know, the, to succeed. Like it's, it's almost impossible for you to slip up. Well, and uh, so also kind of video gamey in its
3: mechanical density but only because video games learn from d d in the first place right yeah. that, that like, like it's so not as bad much as story. Of, right right but there, there's there's definitely still this element of like you know getting getting down to the difference between like dealing 27 and 28 points of damage right like mm. in lots of systems that's the same hit Whereas in D and D, it's like no, every little point matters, and you you dock it off your hit points, and maybe it triggers this, that, or that, and you know da 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 da. And there's a there's there's a joy to that, right? There's there's a joy to you know seeing what the mechanics output and and having that reinforce the story, or there's there's a joy to playing the math game, but yeah, it's also way more. <sighs> It's, it's way more combat centric than the typical Theria arc is. And I, I, I mean, I still think D D is in a bad place as far as presuming four to six encounters per day or whatever whatever the number is. Like yeah, nobody plays yeah. like that, mm-hmm. so they need to discard yeah, that baggage as soon as they can. But I, so far, <laughs> they have not.
0: I mean, the only time you're doing this shit is like in Strahd or like some real hardcore like dungeon crawler. thing. Yeah, yeah, because you know they, like, they still want to preserve they still want to preserve
3: the ability to do that D D thing of the dungeon delve where there are enemies in rooms yeah. and there are treasures in rooms and that's great in a way for the, um, for the beginning dungeon master in that they can say, well, I want to run D D for my friends. Well, I'm going to do something extremely mechanical where everything is, everything is told to me in a location and I'm triggering encounters and I'm triggering, you know, combats, traps, et cetera. And it's very, it's very rote and lets me, lets me go buy the book until I start doing more dramatic stuff or what have you. But at the same time, you know, I think I think podcasting in general has revealed or or maybe perhaps created a, a stronger push toward the kind of D&D that gets played on podcasts, right? Like podcasts are mm-hmm. feeding back into the regular table.
0: I think it's very interesting that so for damn near 10 years, like we played 4E for 5 years, we played 5E for about 5 years and so many emails start off with "It's like, man, I love the way you know your guys' stuff sound, or like critical role, or you know, wh- whatever it is." And and they're like, "Why doesn't my campaign feel like that?" It's like there's half a dozen reasons. Uh, we we you know, four E. Hey, do you know how willy nilly I was with just? It's like, well, I don't like that, so we're not doing it. I didn't think <laughs> about the mechanics of the larger system like that. The stuff was grossly under or overpowered and stuff because there were so many layers. 5e was a little easier, but like, I it, it, like you basically, like, we have the benefit of cutting out boring stuff and, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's so much and it's kind of unrealistic for people who are listening to these podcasts, walking into the hobby for the first time going, it's like, well, let's do that. They're going to get bored, I think.
5: Yeah, it's like, why don't my, my things sound like that? Well, because you you you, you aren't being edited. Right. <laughs> so, like, that too, yeah. You don't hear the uh, long minutes of, of technical difficulties that happen mid-session. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> How do I do this again? I don't, I, it's been a while since combat. Hey, so somebody you guys, have me got, through I've got a thing.
3: i
0: got a thing. It should have triggered oh, about two times ago. See. And then, um, but
3: yeah. it's oh, life or shoot.
4: death, so you should I let me do to it. I do... mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I've got a thing activates the Manchurian candidate switch in my head <laughs> that makes me want to go on a killing spree and I'm so glad that I don't have to deal with that ever again, hopefully, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, let's do a touching. I tongue. we'll see. I still play, I still play D&D obviously with the Patreon groups, but like mm-hmm part of their fun is to punish me like
5: yeah that's what they enjoy it's like part they, they of their pay for that yeah, yeah
0: exactly it's like well do what you want to me and I show up and you know so <laughs> <laughs> Are
3: you saying you run it like a dunk tank well, <laughs>
0: here's the podcast
3: guy ready to fall in the pool not most of the time
0: PG group 2 ran a uh, ran a fight that was so belabored with math and mechanics and measuring the distance of walls and the circumferences of cones and spheres. And it's like, and it was against a beholder. And there were so many things on the field that all of us were having no fun and all the fun because we were laughing at how much not fun it was, (laughs) if that makes sense. So let's do, let's do a little exercise before we jump into more uh, uh, listener centered questions. If you can go back to exactly one moment in the campaign and presume we weren't playing D&D and get rid of that moment that was changed because of a D&D role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll start with Bree.
4: Um, remember that Damn. time when I rolled a one and I stabbed myself in the stomach and died? Yes. I'd take that back. But the, the
1: fallout from that
4: Turned out pretty cool, You know cool what? Though. I do like being a cyborg, though. That yeah, that's dope.
1: I would totally do Paxton's speech, man. That That's, like, number mm. one. That's mm. number
0: uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was unrealistic to, because of D&D? Or, like, just it was bad, like...
5: Well, it just, just kind away. of sucked you wanted- that because of, like, one or two bad dice rolls, the entire campaign yeah. shifted. Something like, that Paxton had, did not yeah. intend. The, the kind of story that we went is, in wanting to tell ended up not happening.
2: The, the funny thing about that dice roll, if anybody remembers, it was a good dice roll. That's the problem. It was that, too that was good. Yeah. It was right. too it good. It was too good. <laughs> and that's
4: the thing where, like, you get into, like, the D&D mm-hmm. rules where it's, like, If Paxton were actually standing there giving a speech, he would have been able to see the crowd and reacted accordingly to how the crowd Mm -hmm. was reacting to mitigate the response. But because it all came down to like three rolls, he wasn't (laughs) able to do any... It's really tough to, to run problem. something
0: like that because if you run that kind of thing realistically, you're legitimately listening to someone prep for a debate and it's not fun <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. But if you do it the other way where it's like, yeah, we'll just throw one roll at it, then it's way too simplistic. And you know what I mean? Like it's it's like yeah. I'm punishing you for doing well. That one was just like it built and built. And I felt like like what we got out of that was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the riot, not so much, but like the the, yeah. you know. Preston's arc, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and that's the hard thing too. Is it's hard to go back and be like, oh, I wish we could change this one thing, because in the end, I mean, all our characters made it. Yeah, yeah because true. in the end, it's also you know? about like
5: we know each other so well we've been playing with each other for so long and we like work on things behind the scenes to make it work mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah that,
0: <laughs> like that's yeah. this uh, do you know how disastrous going back to the the, the like why doesn't my campaign said like do you know how disastrous it would be if we all just met up once a month didn't <laughs> yeah. speak before that sat down <laughs> and it's like okay this is happening like
2: <laughs> oof. yeah that's not to say yeah, we
0: plan things out behind the scenes but you guys talk about motivations like what like yeah Basically presupposing that there are downtimes where the group's sitting in the lobby or something, it's like, hey, so that riot. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about that. You
4: know, that sucks. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. Rob, what about you? What would you What would you change? Like one, like one moment. Oh, I don't know. I've got one for you. If you don't have one, well, I just I don't know that there's
3: any one role hang, kind of hanging over Giolo. I can I mean I can. I can think of a time I tried to cast charm person or something and thought I was going to be real smooth and then it didn't happen. But it was, I mean, some of, if, if we were to, like to go back to the Paxton speech moment. So Paxton wrote, rolled real high and then the dungeons and randomness machine kicked in and started rolling D tens to get things on scales of one to 10. And we ended up somewhere that like stopped feeling like success on a check, I guess. So I, th- I think in I think in the moment it felt like well you know okay we're saying it's really impactful but is the is the intent the speech was impactful or that the speech was helpful should the high die roll mean that the speech was helpful or just that it drove people into a ze- zealous frenzy uh, th- so so I think that I think there is an alternate reality where that was played with a that that was shall I say that was dungeon mastered with a different philosophy I guess and maybe mm-hmm. th- maybe. That fork of reality is is a very a very different and more optimistic, not necessarily happy-go-lucky, but a more a, a more hopeful firebrand than the one we ended up
0: playing. and i it so okay. that's and I got a lot of shit for that one, too, And I get it. Like I get why people think, oh, you're punishing someone for doing well. There's a few things about that. At no point was I going to this situation thinking like Zach was going to make a speech. So like it's not something I prepped. And then, there was nothing about it that was like the, the, no one was reacting negatively to paxton it was it was basically do i ignore the lore of this town and what paxton is actually saying and just pay attention to dice rolls or do i not pay so much attention to dice rolls and listen to what he's saying as a character and reacting how these people might react in this bad part of town making little money like it's like you get into an interpretation thing. And like, I bet a hundred DMs would play that completely differently. Like it's, it's completely your philosophy.
3: It's not just a philosophical call. It's an improvisational call. So I, I'm not trying to sit here and, and, bust your chops for it either. Cause like, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, guess, guess what? Improvisation has hiccups sometimes. And they send, they send the whole <clears throat> sketch or the whole thing into weird directions. Right. And that's fundamentally what D is. So, yeah, but but I'm just saying I can I can imagine I can imagine that role being interpreted by a GM with a different philosophy and uh, giving us a a far more controlled or generous result than the than the chaos that followed.
0: Yeah, I never saw it hitting a riot either. (laughs) Kels, what about you?
5: Uh, It's hard to pick just one moment because it's like for me, I think the big thing is just like what happened when we played and we had to go into combat like every time like i can just think it's like okay then we're gonna sit here for two hours and try not to fall asleep <laughs> and it's just gonna be a long slog and um, just and it just makes things like
0: <laughs>
5: end of the arc boss battles become really anticlimactic, and like just any time like we just had a combat in a session just like <sighs> okay, here we go again. (laughs) It's kind of like nearing that. And because of that, we kind of, I think, everyone sort of avoided combat. So then when we went into combat, we had forgotten a lot of stuff. And so then it became even worse. And it was just... I feel like the goal in combat for us was never... To win, it was just don't
1: die. Yeah, specifically <laughs> with you know, like, any that but even anytime like, we got into combat, it was almost like, okay, it would be great if we caught these drug dealers, but let's just not die, guys. Okay, let's nobody die. that's the goal. I
0: would definitely say there was a bad case of the Yips after that first combat. Like yeah. there it was <laughs> yeah. real bad.
5: And even the second. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And second one didn't go like, much across better. Across
5: all arcs, like combat just felt like the pace just came to a halt Mm -hmm. and it's i think
0: generally based on what we've played with cortex so far like there's a retraining like all like Mm -hmm. all of your like muscle reflexes say like okay giolo is a perfect example we spend most of an episode building up what giolo is who he is uh, you know, how he reacts to things. The very first time he walks into an alley, uses his powers, I roll. Miss. Okay, end of my turn. It's like, that's lame. Like, yep. he should be able to get that. So in Cortex, there's... there's that a whole step neg- up there, thing. Yeah, yeah, there's a there, there's like, a, it's like, you have options. It's like, well, no. oh, I'll spend a plot point because I really want to do this. And it's like, you have options other than roll, miss, that's the end of my turn. I guess I'll wait another round. To like it's it, it feels demoralizing. And
4: mm-hmm.
0: I think it feels a little better if you have options to kind of like, it's more of a chess game instead of I'm going to take this one dice, or one die, roll it, find out I suck, and then move on. <laughs> Zach, what about you? Was there something that you would like flat out change? Like you, I would say... Uh, definitely won the race for most changes to a character this arc. It was a close one, though. The it win almost had me. I, I thought was Bree tri- was going to win that after episode one, but she tapered back and like, you surged ahead. I mean, the I did head. have a like, dragon
4: face at the end that I you constantly did. reminded everyone about.
0: That doesn't compare to having your soul displaced into a body you can't feel
2: anymore. Totally. It's yeah, like, no, no,
4: just, you still win. I'm just saying I did try. I was trying yeah. to keep up.
2: It's just <laughs> <laughs> and that really leads to the crux of what i would change really like this arc i it was near perfect for me i enjoyed every second of it except that one time where like i as paxton i we we jumped inside the building trying to catch the bad guys and two guys catch me and i think i don't fight defensively i just get bursted like a starburst in someone's <laughs> mouth and i just die instantly <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm supposed to be the healer and the pseudo tank. I just get popped instantly. I just knew the fight was doomed. But somehow we, we pulled it out. But like, I just died instantly. And I just wish I could take it back. Which flavor of Starburst are you, by the way? <laughs> I think he's a strawberry. By death, that was a yellow. St- yellow <laughs> oh, that was a yellow. Ooh, yeah. the, yellow the yellow ones are
5: good. The yellow ones are fine. They're fun. I like yellow they're ones, one but that the, does like
0: had some zing a top to it. Flavor, like,
5: they're, they're good. That's a zing.
2: That's uh, yeah. It's got yeah. yeah, or orange.
5: But that's the thing. Like going back to like the D and D like Cortex thing. It's like we did so much prep work for that and like planning out like okay, we're gonna come from the ceiling and stuff, and then it meant nothing. <laughs> that's, yeah, it that's mattered. kind of the thing where it's like, ugh. <laughs> and it's weird because
0: D and D. More than Cortex has like strategic value in where you're standing, right? Like mm-hmm. there's like I even put extra shit in where it's like if you could you you get a plus two for this because you're, you're, you're like you're overwhelming them and all that stuff, and that mattered less than I I think Cortex stuff does so far where you guys get assets for working together and stuff like that. You just get more dice to try and succeed, and mm-hmm. it, it's it, it had a weird vibe where like. You guys felt cursed after the like third fight. I'm like, maybe fighting's not for you. Maybe yeah. like peaceful protests. Let's work with that. Maybe maybe red tape is the way to work. <laughs> like your legislators now. <laughs> like what? Okay, what was the Titanic moment for you guys? Because people uh, like okay, uh, Primus asked, uh, how did each player individually feel about splitting the party at the end, not as characters but as players? But like wh- like that. But when did you know this ship? was going down. There wasn't you weren't gonna pull it up anymore.
4: When Bo was packing. When Bo was packing oh, up. Oh
5: really. That's when for, I knew. For me it was like after each like left up combat mission thing, like I think I made a post on Facebook like, okay guys, Katara it out because I don't know a reason in character why Uki stayed on a group. And that just kept happening more and more. And it was like, uh, (laughs) like I'm really trying to... (laughs) it's like if you the iron like hide
0: conundrum basically yeah, it's like exactly. this doesn't make logical sense anymore that Except we would it's be not
5: of like it's not because of out of character drama it's because we've like our characters have known each other for like two weeks and we've right. almost died five times mm-hmm. and that's
4: like- something i'm really glad i took that deal at the beginning where it was like okay i'm gonna roll one personality trait and it's like you're egotistical it's like that's what carried gwen through it
2: it's
4: like all right well she's egotistical so she's not gonna fucking stop even though she should. And that's the only reason she kept going. I feel like other characters would not have kept going. if,
0: like, That's interesting because I think a lot of people would interpret egotistical as you staying on a team that's losing would be too much for your pride to handle or something. You know, like you'd, you'd disassociate just because, you know.
4: See, for me, I I read it more as like a headstrong kind of egotistical where it's <laughs> right, like, no, I'll yeah. show you. And that's even at the end when she was talking about, it's like, well, when you come back, you're going to see that this is going to be awesome. Because because it's got to be, because I'm awesome and we're going to do this. And it was. And it went uh, well, uh, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, how's it going?
0: Rob, what was the Titanic moment for you?
3: I mean, the, the, the kind of off-camera uh, revelation that um, Calypso was going to, assassin, you know, uh, assist in the assassination, uh, basically of, of Paxton. Um, that was that as, as a player, that was that moment. Um, I, I will say though, and, and everyone's kind of saying similarly that we, we were really pulling away from each other very much for, for the back half of that arc. And so in a way the end of the arc was extremely liberating because we could embrace the reality of what, we already felt about the group right that mm-hmm. that we needed mm-hmm. to explode yeah. and it was really cathartic to have it just go as as catastrophically as it did so certainly i i loved giolo spotting the attack and the the damage dealt to paxton to try to kind of you know push it just nudge him toward death's door yeah. maybe you won't mm-hmm. see it happening and then giolo just went like full-on like so someone's trying to kill the like you know assassin's conspiracy right like the whole like he he you know he had his he had his descent into crushing paranoia um triggered by that that someone he basically worked alongside could be trying to sabotage this entire endeavor um, i i
5: do love that he's like heard like like extremely like paranoid conspiracy theory stuff but he's right it's that like yeah. everyone Those else is the like, best kind of control, conspiracy theory yeah exactly it's like no jill is the, the correct one it's just oh <laughs> uh, it's really like mm-hmm. good irony there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
3: yeah jill and paxton are gonna are gonna find the lizard people you watch we're gonna get the lizard people out of the government
5: <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking about
0: that because we have okay so we have uh morgan osgood as like this You know, like this crazy ranting, they fake the moon landing type of guy. Mm -hmm. It would be neat to have someone who acted similar, but actually ranted about only correct conspiracy theories. (laughs) (laughs) They implanted someone and like it's like completely correct. Like it's every single time. You know, there's an army of war coming together under the
5: city. It's like, oh man! It's like the the houses are like putting people in positions of power. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. It's Brightport. What do you think? <laughs> like everyone's just kind mm-hmm. of like, no shit. <laughs> like <laughs> there's a dead
0: SWAT team member commanding a legion of Warforged. It's like, okay, Uncle. Like it's very, you know, you just
5: like especially now. Like so much has happened in this and you know, You're just like, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: let's do a fun one. Okay. Can we, uh, this is from uh, God Tier Saint 73. Can we get a walkthrough of Calypso's mansion? Uh, and what was the plan for it if the party actually went to it? I can only answer the second half. Well, I can answer both halves, but like.
5: Uh, keep, you, keep listening.
0: W- <laughs> yeah, we. The house still exists? Mm-hmm. It still exists. We it's wanted so to do like there might be a bonus episode or something. We want to explore it because it's one of those cool things. It's the only cool thing Kelsey got out of Theriathon.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Theriathon <laughs> got the car too. The car was pretty.
0: The dope. car, yes, it saved everybody's
5: lives. But like,
0: they also got like
5: that wasn't from Theriathon. though. that was <laughs> <laughs> true. That was you're a little right.
0: later on. That the house that was, was pretty cool though. Yeah, <laughs> but like if you remember, that was the day like Ryan kept taking stuff, and Kelsey got the punishment on another Kelsey, group just by yep. sheer happenstance. I so we, the, the, uh, my plan in case you guys just decide it's like I don't want to do this anymore. Like there's a whole story with the castle and like what like is it haunted? It, what's going on with it? I can't, we can't get to it right now, but it'll show up on the show at some point. You always miss ghosts. I by do that always
4: miss ghosts by that much. Yeah. i love ghosts <laughs> <laughs> if it's haunted i'll cry i'll be so upset if it's haunted <laughs> right, yeah. but as far as gwen knows you guys are still friends so like you could still invite her over
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: true ha- okay but- like haunted is the most obvious on the nose fantasy trope to apply to this house I want it to be Scooby Doo haunted, where it's someone living <laughs> someone living in the house faking a haunting
0: to try to get Calypso to
3: give uh, up the house. Their
4: uncle is still alive, but they just want to be left alone like Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> yep. So they pretend yeah, to be a ghost.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. This butler, uh, like, kissed right. up to the previous owner, thought they were getting, they thought they would, they nailed it and got, like, it's like, I inherit, you inherit my old socks. And it's like, the castle goes to someone I've never met. Ah, like, like, that would be great. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, no. That's canon now. That's what we... Haunted.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, Brightport is in a state of flux, let's call it. Uh, yeah, it's really fluxed. How... It's pretty fluxed. Yeah. How... How Orwellian do you see things getting, uh, was how it was basically asked. Um, Are we going full Orwellian or only partly? This is from uh, Sirio Forel. It's
1: going to be great. All I'll say is uh, hashtag vote Lothius. No,
5: (laughs) don't, don't. (laughs) I'm very excited to hear what happens with
0: Don't do it. Again, there's going to be actual mayoral elections for the show. People, you guys out there will get to vote on who will be the mayor of Brightport. What do they need to do to vote, by the way? Do they need to
1: join the Discord? I was just about to ask. Uh,
0: They, so I was going to tally it up. I was going to tally it up over all of our social media. We haven't posted anything about it yet. but uh, Oh, which means you can vote
4: twice if you want to cheat.
0: Uh as long as you engage oh, with fine. us, yes. Uh so yes, just
1: for every share it's five votes.
0: Th- we'll we we'll go nuts. That's it's as corrupt as regular politics. So get in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I this is mostly a question for Zach, I guess. Like how forceful
2: is Paxtron being, I guess. Well, <clears throat> first and foremost, whatever happens with the elections, I want you to know that the Warforged War Forge initiative is grandfathered in the bylaws. Somehow they got in there. <laughs> Who knows? I don't
5: think that's how that works, but
2: okay. It just squiggled its way in there. You know, let not worry about that, you know. But it's, I wouldn't call it forceful, per se, just necessary changes that are overdue. You know, like, the city has been going one way for a long time, and Maybe it's time for a, a hard change. I, Paxton would never do it to where it would be a violent occurrence. You know, we had plans to step-by-step step, uh, remedy things in the city, especially with uh, the Gwen's initiative with the ships and all that stuff. I see how that went. I'm pretty sure when, when we rolled for it, it was going well to begin with. So, you know, maybe if, if uh, the Warforged initiative shows a little progress here and there, Who's whoever whoever is elected, uh, they'll, they'll see how it goes. At least give it a chance. But I wouldn't, you know. That's so. Two
0: questions came from Discord. One from Revan and another I'm I'm looking for. But basically, one was asking when you're gonna execute Order sixty six, <coughs> like just really go full ham with it. And then Revan was asking if, let's say, Paxtron doesn't win the campaign. Is not declared mayor, and the person who takes over declares you
2: and the robots illegal. Would you leave Brightport? Don't have to answer. Now, are we talking illegal? Like they just they went into the laws and officially made either Warforge or whatever specifically Paxton was doing illegal, like official think- illegal.
0: I don't think – so, okay, this doesn't help Warforged uh, people relations, obviously. That was already stretched to the breaking point. But (laughs) on top of that, like you have, you know, these perfectly healthy Warforged just kind of like – Monitoring people in the city like okay your 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 mobile spy cams and and super strong and leaping to the top of buildings like spider climbing up them it's like that that's that you know some people consider that as a breach of privacy and unsettling and you know dystopian so that specifically like you and those droids gone again you do not have to answer
2: no no i can I can give an answer um would, would Paxton just uh, set up shop and leave? Uh, man, it would depend.
3: It's one of those moments where you have to decide whether lawful means obeys the law or lawful means dedicated mm-hmm. to order, even in defiance of like what you might interpret as wrongheaded laws. Right. So that's that's the question.
0: And it's so interesting to me like that's mm-hmm. like by the time we got to the end of Firebrand we finally got to some like the we we found the beef like there it is like I want to dig into this and we ran out of time so like I'm so glad we're continuing with that storyline it's like so, so what happens like what you know what like
2: right And in, in in Paxtron the actual Warforge has been has been seeing resistance since his inception since he's came out of the lab so That's not really a deterrent, but an actual set in stone law, set in place law, would be kind of, you know, a a breach to his own integrity. So maybe there's a there's a good chance he would just cease function because he isn't at this point. He is an ever living all like, you know, he's just he he will be. So he will probably just kind of shut down like a computer until someone boots him back up via log wait just yes it would just wait out the regime (laughs) Uh,
0: so there still has to be a vote for mayor but then laws just don't become laws so right there might be a point where you get to fight against the creation of that Like it's all very star trek it's very interesting and i want to i want to explore all of it one last question for all you guys before before i let you all go so Rob, I know you're not joining us for ARC 5, at least not, you know, full-time, like... like. So I'll ask you a slightly different question. Okay. Yeah. You've been with us since Episode 1, a very, very long time. Uh, No time wasted. All of it was absolutely just great. So what is one thing that you specifically have done since 2012... That you look back on and go, I nailed that shit. Like, that was perfect. Don't change a thing. Uh, it doesn't, the, whether people reacted to it, you know, the way you wanted to or whatever. It's like that I nailed. Like, I stand by that.
3: Malchus deeming everything not his fault because it wasn't his fault. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I
4: like, yes.
2: That was, I like that was have, right off the top of your head. You, you knew it. You can't
3: ask a person to take blame for things that happened in a however many years absence because they inadvertently got time traveled it is not like he could have first, he could have seen the slide into tyranny and then taken action to stop it but instead he was gone not my fault
0: i you know what look i i as jason agree with you you came around the Good. character, the, but, but okay, the character, <laughs> the characters in the story most likely wouldn't see it that way because you're you're like you're thinking of it analytically. Mm-hmm. They're thinking of it emotionally and all that stuff, and see, it's like the issue also being they're the racist,
4: face. so that's that's also a
0: well, problem. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, like, like, okay, we're talking like Bree, like back in the day. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if you hadn't gone to the fucking tomb, you would have been here. It's like, yeah, you couldn't have known. Time travel. I get it. But like. She had some other <laughs> like reasons to
4: have a chip on her shoulder.
0: Totally, totally, <laughs> totally. At the, like, there's a lot of stuff to take it. You know, I, I get it. I'm just saying I played it the way I played it because I'm trying to think about how all these damn characters would, would think of it. But no, I understand. Everybody wanted somewhere to stick the blame. Just stick it to the tiefling.
3: I see. I see how it
4: is. <laughs> this is. I never it's, read it's the, horns, the war as Malchus's fault. Other things were Malchus's fault. But like the war, <laughs> I never blamed on. I thought it was more an Overwatch thing to blame the war on Malchus.
0: Yeah, mm. no, that was an Overwatch thing. I, you can't like, like, okay. If, 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 now the if genocide. Coming from, that
4: was Yeah, that's, that, was, that was totally his.
0: You effect. did that. But like. If Rob, as Malchus, is saying, oh, if I could see the slide into tyranny, there was a thousand opportunities where I could have stopped. There were tens of thousands of people who had thousands of opportunities to change direction at any course in that 17-year span and didn't. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. that that's on everybody. that That's just, war's messy. I
2: mean, why would they? They just, like, break a leg like, Malchus! <laughs> <laughs> didn't have enough porridge oh, no. yeah. <laughs>
4: it's the thanks obama
5: it's oh, thanks oh obama my God. <laughs> oh, my God. that's what it is thanks Marcus. thanks Malchus. we're living
0: in malchus's america like that's that's what it is like oh shit oh, man <laughs> um the rest of you guys mm-hmm. who who are, are going into arc 5 you have your characters and without without giving away like you know, what character you're rolling up, what your what general, like, what are you genuinely looking forward to in arc five? Like, this is, a, it's new beginnings, like top to bottom. So it's never been a better time for that January 1st, you know, I'm going to do the thing, New Year's, you know, uh you know, thing. So like, what are you looking forward to in the new arc?
4: A fresh slate. Like, just like, I feel like, For the last two years, we've been um, accumulating weight. Like, I don't... Like, there's definitely been with these characters, it's like, okay, well, here's your first bit of baggage, and here's a little bit more, and here's a little bit more, and now you're starting with new characters, and it's like, okay, good. (laughs) Like, let me try again. Does
0: that bother you to, like, look at other groups, and it's like, oh, they're, they're raiding mines, and they're exploring this, and then, like, you like did that but I, I never really thought of it that way but that bothered you
4: I mean it didn't bother me in that like I know we're all telling different stories so I wasn't like mad at the other groups but it definitely was like oh man I would I kind of wish I could be having fun and goofing around like yeah. like overseers or- is mm-hmm. like none of our sessions ever mm. got to be that lighthearted, and overseers was doing some fucked up stuff True. but they still got to laugh about it But our stuff was a little too close to home to be able to
5: laugh about it. It it, it wasn't, like, for me, it was just like, oh, like, they got to tell and play with the story they signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) Or we didn't get to do that. Yeah.
1: We were so reactionary to everything happening around us. We didn't even really get to pick a story We were constantly putting
4: out fires that we accidentally started Mm -hmm. instead of... Being able to point in directions like, oh, that's exciting. Let's go that way. Like, we never got that.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: But like, I do like how it ended up.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I think we pulled it together at the end.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like two, three episodes before we stopped, I did not see Firebrand ending in any kind of like satisfactory. <laughs> I do believe you guys right. did a shitload with the story that you had in front of you. And even when we split the party again and again and again, <laughs> like everybody had a chance to like do some stuff. And like that's, I think that speaks to how good you guys are. Cause I think, again, going way back to the why doesn't my campaign sound like that? That's really hard to have the campaign work adversarially against each other. And then like, still try to move the story forward together without like winning dnd that's really tough yep. so yeah
5: hmm.
0: with that being said i release you oh, I'm not, from oh, firebrand
5: hold on okay <laughs> oh
0: god oh kelsey's gonna burn bridges no. okay here we go <laughs> uh,
5: no. was, i have to say a thing but i am like really happy with like how the story ended and also like how things went for like calypso with that story which i just want to put this on air somewhere like when we were first like introducing our characters to each yeah. other and making stuff up, I told everybody that Calypso was working with Silver Claw yes. and that they were a double agent. That so really bothered sort of, you that
4: you weren't able to tell people like I was a good role player and I informed my squad. Like I wasn't yeah, exactly. that person. So
5: I just want to make sure that that's on the table. It's like, but also I do think it just it ended up turning out really well, That like, even with like the ending and, and stuff, the fact that like we all kind of got a little bit of what, like our characters wanted but like no one was like completely satisfied i think it kind of ended up perfectly that way and where they're still like oh like nothing was like completely fully resolved which i think yeah. is kind of the perfect way to end fire and also
4: I'm i'm really glad that fire but because of firebrand the Brightport has changed from the beginning of the art <laughs> to the end in a way that like oh, yeah. is very very
5: <laughs> that's for sure Big. dynamic
4: like i'm glad for that sure. it wasn't just like that we didn't make any effect like we had an yeah. effect <laughs> there's something
5: stuff oh, happened the yeah. for better or for worse written a- the history books.
0: <laughs> i think how can i put this okay hot take I don't know if you guys should have just walked in and succeeded, like mopped the floor with everything. Like it was like, oh, why didn't we settle this police corruption thing in this, you know, hundred years long? You know, Mm -hmm. like it's it's a confusing, you know, like I, I wanted to get into like, do you bust people who are doing bad things for somewhat good reasons and like right. like really delve into like the, the, the moral implications of it, but we never really got there. Or like are we going after the, the dealers dealer, were- or
4: the people just doing drugs? Because the people doing drugs, but like also the dealers are just trying to be, like there's always a thousand reasons why people are doing the things they're doing, and it's not always just.
5: I'm still so so mad that we found out that that one blight was a <laughs> <laughs> We never, oh my we, God. We we never even met the actual fur before we could do that, but we got our asses kicked. <laughs> kind of wasn't even.
0: Mm-hmm. Your I yeah. came up. <laughs> With this awesome, thing. lost the Raven in one session. Mm. Lost like there was so a really. It's
5: like yeah.
0: Ah, it's a. I mean that happens, but like, who knows? Like maybe some someday we'll get the flesh stuff like that out. That being said, I'm gonna wrap things up here. I want to thank you guys for for sitting down. The, the your, again, I release you <laughs> from Firebrand. The curse is lifted. Uh, the and, curse is
4: lifted. This ghost is now a frog.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I know what that's from. Why now. are like you sad there.
4: about
5: that? It's, it's the best movie ever.
0: No, it's fine. I just never like I, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I I remember that exact bit because of you. Yes, that's why.
2: Because
4: the best.
0: Uh, so thank you guys so much. We'll see you with one one more of these. I think, right? right? Yes, we have one more. Yeah, we got overseers. Yes. Oh my god, we got overseers. I thought they first. They
4: recorded last. It's weird.
0: Nah, they they got in, and got out like they're done with that. Like they they moved on.
4: Uh,
0: so, bye everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. We'll see you next week with one bye. more of these. Bye.